What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. And I'm Ray. And we got a good one for you today. We're doing a B.O. Dub show. What are we diving into, buddy? Dude, B.O. Dub. Super stoked on this one. We are getting in a better place. Heck yeah, man. Dude, one of my favorite reads in a long while, dude. It's probably one of my top reads of the year so far, to be honest. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert up front. Uh, (laughs) I'll just be straightforward. Uh, Super good. But um, before we get into it, man, I want to talk to you a little... uh, a little bit about your week, man, because I'm jealous. You got to get into a you got to get to a baseball game this week. I saw. Yeah, man, I got to take the girls to their first baseball game. Uh, went as a family, and it was fun, dude. Uh, you know, we're local to the Angels, so they're our team, and uh, they didn't make it to the playoffs, but they had a good game, a uh, really good game. So it was fun. Dude. There was a couple home runs, and uh, it was cool, Ota- man. Yeah, Otani pitched like a champ. Yeah, dude, all the way up to the eighth inning, man. Dude's crazy. I'll tell you this, like Mike Trout's popular and everything, but everybody there was Otani everything. Yeah. Like yeah, in line, everybody was buying Otani stuff. The little rally monkey that my oldest got had an Otani jersey on. Like he's apparently like the he's the Babe face Ruth. now. Yeah, yeah, he's the face of the franchise for the Angels, man. He's a crazy good athlete, man. I, one day I'll watch him play uh, in person. Yeah, dude, it was fun. And uh, Mike Trout threw a, threw a baseball to where we were sitting. And uh, I got so pumped that so I jumped up to try to, like, get it. But it went two rows behind me. Aww. And, and uh, I sat back down and my daughter was like, that made me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, dude. Yeah, it looks like you guys had rad seats. Yeah, it was super cool, man. Uh, super fun time. The girls had fun. And they did good for their first baseball game, so... It was cool. Good. Yeah, I remember taking mine when they were younger, and um, they maybe lasted like four or five innings. Yeah. And um, after that, like the, the stadium we go to, and um, they have like a I can't remember on what deck. There's like this big play area, and that's where we end up. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they each got a rally monkey before we sat down, and I would say anywhere from fifty to seventy percent of the time was playing with a rally monkey. So. How much cotton candy did you eat? I didn't eat any. I did get some mac and cheese, though. Mac and cheese at a baseball game? Yeah, had a little mac and cheese booth. All right. It was all right. It was just all right for me, dog. All right, Randy. (laughs) But it was cool, dude. I had fun, man. Uh, Hopefully we can do it again. Hopefully the Angels are good again one day in life. Yeah, they need pitching, man. They've, You know, it's uh, it's been a tough stretch. I thought they were going to do good this year, and... um, I don't know. They got rid of the manager and it just kind of went downhill really quick. Since we're doing our version of the sports book layer, I wanted to, <laughs> ask, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, man, did you see what happened to uh, the Miami dolphins quarterback? Uh, Tua. That was rough, Ugh. man. Yeah. I was watching that game live and it um, was actually hard to watch. It, yeah. um, seeing him down on the ground like that and all kind of like seized up or whatever. What, what were they calling it? Like a, like all clinched up. Yeah. Uh, I think it, the, the, there's a term for it. It's like fencing or something like that. But yeah, man, yeah, yeah. it was not fun to watch. And he just supposedly had a concussion like four days ago on, on yeah. Sunday. So pretty pretty nuts. Um, People are not happy. Yeah, a lot of craziness going on out there. Yeah, man. But let me get to some real talk before we get into some books we read. <clears throat> I'm going to lay it out on the line. Ross and I had a little conversation. Oh, no. That I wasn't and, part of. Uh, I'm scared. No, you were not a part of this, but you need to be. And so we are um, 
You just need to get on the Brooks bandwagon and pull the trigger on some shoes already, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I found out that Ross runs on Brooks, and so that's that's it. You got to get some. Yeah. You know, you gotta, uh, I'll look at them. I need to go to a shop and uh, try some on. That'll be my next excuse, as I haven't been able to get to a shop yet. I don't do. You won't be disappointed with these, I'm telling you. I'll get. I'll check them out. I've heard good things, so definitely check it out. All right. Well, I won't be. I'm not going to be brave enough to post my my running stats onto my profile though, like Ross, dude, because I'm not running seven minute miles. That yeah, that's impressive. I was super stoked. I I mean, I I did like a 10:22 for four miles the other day, and um, dying afterwards, and I thought that was good. Heck yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I've, my pace is slightly over speed walking, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, try the them on, let us know. The fastest mile I ever ran was like 740, and that was yeah. all out, all I could do for one mile, and he's doing it for like multiple miles. Yeah, I don't it's know impressive. How. I, got a, I got a 630 um, a few years back when I was running a ton, but it was on a treadmill. It wasn't outside, so it probably would be a little different outside, but... Um, I thought I, I was pretty impressed with that. That's pretty impressive, man. I uh, I couldn't I've hold that pace for longer than one mile, though. Dude, when I was done with the like whatever it was I got, I felt like I was done for the day <laughs> with one mile. Like it, my chest hurt. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. couldn't breathe. I know. Dude, nuts. running is uh, what running just one of those crazy sports where like the only like you can't do anything else to get good at it besides just keep running like I know. you know you can't try i don't know it's hilarious but dude i i love we're sitting here talking about running and my my apple watch and we're just sitting here told me that my move goal was achieved hey proud of you <laughs> these podcasts are some <laughs> hard work i tell you that right now um but anyways enough with uh, our sports fun um what'd you get into this week before we d- dive into our uh, bo dub uh, dude, I got into a ton, bro. Like a ton. I know. So uh, did I. But one of the ones I wanted to talk to you about really quick was I started reading uh, Batman White Knight, dude. So I'm into I'm through like yes. issue four. Yeah, and you hit it, man. It's super good. Super fun. Just wild. And the, the two Harley Quinn stuff, dude, is nuts to me. And that whole story and how that played out. Uh, how that chick just kind of played Joker and he kept calling her Harley and she just went along with it. And uh, yeah, yeah. it's just wild, dude. I loved it. Uh, and she's nuts, dude. She doesn't want, I forget his name now, but the Jack, uh, Jack Napier to be normal, dude. And she's going on. a. She's just starting to be the like Neo. Neo Joker. Uh, and what dude, her, yeah, I'm loving it, dude. It's great. The only dude. thing I don't love about it, man, is like, Batman hardly has any lines. He's just mad or something, and I can't figure out why yet. No, you'll see. So, but it's been good. And, dude, you were right. Uh, Alfred's story arc, dude, just crushed me. Yeah, I knew you were <laughs> going to be such a wimp sad, about dude. that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew uh, I did. Because you were so in love with uh, Alfred in the, in the latest movie. He was, yeah. like, one of your favorites. And, um he was yeah. just a jerk to poor Alfie, dude. I know. Yeah, I remember. But so solid, solid recommendation and choice there, buddy. I'm loving it. Can't wait to. I'm probably going to jump into that when we're done recording. I want to finish it so bad. So, dude. Yeah, I'm glad you like it, man. That was that was a fun read. One of my favorite Batman stories, I think. Super cool. Um, just I can't wait till you get to the end. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you, but it, you'll, you'll be like, what? 
unless you Dude. see it coming already. I'm not even going to ask, but no. I'll ask when you're done reading it. Uh, one of the things I love in the art, dude, is there's this panel where Bruce is walking down a stairwell and his shadow is the Bat- Batman yeah. shadow. And yeah. then later on, Jack Napier is doing a speech at a podium. And if you look, his shadow is the crazy Joker hair and everything. And I just thought that was like a neat little touch. Yeah. Uh, pretty I think cool they, artwork. I think they do that multiple times throughout the series, actually. Especially, yeah, I, I know I know with Batman they do. I really liked it. So it was neat. And seeing the like, there was one panel where they're in the like, the bat lair. I don't know what it's called. Is it a bat lair? The bat and cave. <laughs> bat cave. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and they show like just a line of like all the Batmobiles. Yeah. That was rad. Yeah. Pretty cool, man. And Joker's plan like up front, even to Gordon sounds pretty rad. And it's crazy that he's telling, telling all the bad guys like, no, when he goes to that one burrow or whatever, and he's talking to that guy, and that guy's defending Gordon, mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting. Uh, I don't know, man. It's super cool. It yeah. definitely has some of that that year one flavor that I love, and maybe I just really love non canonical Batman stories. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I can't. I won't, I'm not going to say anything else because I can't wait for you to finish it and uh, see what you think at the end. Really quick, do they ever get into why that other Robin, like, so in the story right now, uh, the new Robin, I don't remember his name. I think it's Dick Grayson is the one who's alive right now. Do they ever get into the other one who died? Because they're not sure he died, just the body goes missing. Yeah, you'll see. They swing, um, come back to it. All right, cool. Because that's been an interesting storyline, too. Yeah, yeah. So they'll come back to it. So freaking loved it, man. Uh, so thanks for that, Recky. Good, dude. I'm stoked that you love Batman stuff because um, some of my... Dude, I just love Batman. I don't know. Yeah. You got some allergies, bud? Yeah, dude. It's um, right now, like, especially at work on our campus, we have a ton of grass. And it's that time of year where they're like basically like scalping the grass and uh, throwing winter seed down. You know, the uh, winters here are so gnarly. But right. <laughs> Um, but so there's all that snow you get. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, like literally all around, um, the campus of my work has been terrible. Just like, it's just looks like a haze. Cause it's just like, there's grass flying oh, everywhere. Man. And like the dudes are out there with the blowers blowing it all around. And it's right just, in your face. That's how it oh, always yeah. goes. And they've been doing, cause we have, we have a ton of grass around our campus and they've been doing it literally all week, like one section at a time. And, um, yeah, just gnarly. Sorry, buddy. It's all right. I mean, but the good another, thing is I, I I kind of follow their plan with my little patch of grass I have in my backyard. So when I see them doing stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, it's time it's for time me to, to scalp and seed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's a good indication when they're doing it. I better get to work, dude. Another one I know that we've got. So the the next few that I want to talk about, I think we both got into. Uh, but I, f- I know, I think we both, I know we both finished Lonesome Hunters, man. What'd you think of issue four? Yeah. Yeah. So I picked that up. Um, this came out last week, I think, right? I think issue so. Yeah. 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 And this is the end of the arc, which I didn't know. I didn't know, um, how long of a series it was, but, um, I mean, we, it's kind of a predictable story. We kind of talked about what we thought was going to happen, you know, with Lupe and Howard, how Howard's kind of a, kind of a chicken, and uh, mm-hmm. Lupe is, you know, super brave. Um, but I still really enjoyed it, man. The, the art's so pretty. 
Yeah, dude, I love the art, but some wild stuff with I think it's Howard's sister or something, right? Where turns out she's still working for the church and yeah, was secretly trying to get the sword. Like I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't see that coming either. I um, so you're right about that. That was a little twist, which I thought was cool. Which is gonna going into the next arc is gonna be pretty rad to see how that's gonna play out. Yeah. So now he's gonna have magpies coming after him. And the crazy church cult or whatever they are coming after him for the sword. It's going to be fun. Because you come to find out at the at the end of this, you know, both um, uh, you get a little bit of heart uh, felt moment with uh, Lupe and Howard. Right. And yeah. they just want to return the sword now back to the original owner. And that kind of comes from Lupe suggests that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Howard's like, oh, yeah. Kind of like maybe we can do that. And um so it's going to be crazy to see what goes down. Dude, I don't know if you have it in front of you, but who the heck do you think that dude is that on the very last panel, the like really burly dude who says, I've waited too long the time caveman? to retrieve my sword. He was in another issue, remember? I can't yeah, remember. The, do you think he's the original owner of the sword? Like, is that who they're taking to? Or is he going to be chased by him too? Well, I mean, I'm. it's... I think he's going to be chased by him because once Howard started using the sword, that lady's, um, you know, everybody kind of knew where he was at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I, I can't remember if it was issue two. I think it was two where we saw this guy. Mm. You kind of got a couple panels of this dude. Remember he was like in the, like, you know, it looked like he was in the ground and he like came up out of the ground or something. I can't mm, remember. I don't remember. 100%. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, you're going to have a bunch of people fighting for the sword and um, it'll be weird what Howard's, you know, and Lupe are going to do. Are they going to give it up to someone or because I don't know if any of the two sides that we know so far are good choices. Obviously, the magpies. No. Yeah. But this church or this cult that I don't know what their intentions are going to be. Yeah. Doesn't seem good. No, but it's, I just I'm I'm definitely like. Excited to see a road trip with Howard and Lupe. <laughs> I yeah, think that's going to yeah, be a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I think it should be cool, man. I thought that Tyler Crook did a seriously awesome job. Uh, four issues of this art and this story. Like, that's a lot of work put in, and he did a fantastic job. You know, I think this is his first solo. So, what I imagined happened was they gave him four issues, and depending on how it did, you know it'd get continued or not. And it looks like this got picked back up. So I'm stoked to continue on and I'll definitely be keeping up and supporting the old Mr. Tyler Crook. Yeah, dude. I love this one. Uh, super fun. I did think it was hilarious because they still have one of the magpies with them in the back of the car. <laughs> dude, like, so funny. <laughs> they stop and he's like, can I get out now? I know. And uh, so I thought that was hilarious. But um, overall, yeah, I enjoyed this one, and um, if you haven't read this one, definitely go pick it up. I think the trade comes out, I think it's in a couple months. I can't remember oh, okay. the date. Maybe January or February. It'll be a little while, but I'm sure you can find find it somewhere, but definitely a cool one to read. Yeah. Dude, and another one I know we got into, man, was by Scott Snyder, uh, Canary. Which is oh. a comicsology original? What'd you think of that, man? I just it blew my mind. Oh, dude, I was, um, yeah, I was blown away as well. I didn't, ex I didn't know what to expect. You know me, I've, t I've said this before. Like I like westerns in general, and so when I saw this coming out, I was like, oh, this looks rad. And, you know, I'm gonna have to check it out. And I kind of put it on the back burner. Didn't even think anything of it, and um, I loved it. 
I thought the artwork was fantastic. I love so the like. Good. It looks like it's like paint strokes and, and the mm-hmm. watercolors. I I don't know how to how to describe it, but the artwork is fantastic. The story is super rad. Something I didn't expect. And um, I read both issues that are out right now, and I loved it, dude. dude I thought it was too. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, super compelling story. Like it has, it was like at these mul- multiple levels of like intrigue to me. Uh, like what exactly happened with our main dude when he was dragged down there with that blue dude? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so good at names. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what what the story is about? You got this dude. He's like, uh, um, he's like a U.S. marshal, and um, he's known around um this is sets the date too is it was way back in the the late 1800s and um so he's known for just being a a bad dude getting all the bad guys you know like there's a lot of there's a bunch of like um almost like comic books of him that are circulating throughout the the country too because he's a big hero right yeah yeah because he took out that blue dude yeah and he's like ready to retire so this and so right now he's he's kind of um investigating these series of murders that are happening everywhere and not just like you know you're i don't know is is there an average murder (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. know how to say it, but like these crazy murders of like just people that are normal that all of a sudden just go crazy and kill people. And uh, they're kind of creepy, man. The one where he, the first one that he um, is investigating or that we see is like this little kid and uh, he's creepy. Dude, super creepy, man. But um, yeah, then you kind of find out a little bit about him, how he got famous. There's this one town somewhere way up in Utah that, he um he, he killed this dude um that he was supposedly um i don't know like killing people on a train or something i think his name was uh william tell or something like that oh I can't yeah remember. yeah yeah you're right and so that's like the one he was super famous for so he goes back to this small town canary and um like the mayor of that town was even weird. And he, he, he meets up with this uh, doctor guy. That's a geologist that they think there's something in the, in the rocks that maybe got in the water. That's making these people do this. And then you get a flashback of that famous scene. And um, dude, I thought it was great though. All around. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. I can't wait for that to come out in physical. I'll have to pick it up too. Cause yeah, that, that artwork, artwork is so good. Dude. Yeah. It, it was great. Do you buy the bartender story? Like she's just no way, <laughs> not not one second, not at all, right? I know you can't, dude. and I, that's the only thing I was thinking in my head. Like this Marshall guy's got to be smarter than that. Like he can't buy it either. Like there's no way it would just be that easy, you know? I feel like I don't know why I feel this way, but I feel like the Marshall dude is like possessed or something, and not really the Marshall anymore. But I hmm. need to find out more what happened because when he dives down in that water after he thinks he killed that blue guy and he sees all those kids chained up and then that dude comes back and he's like, I'm still coming for you. Like, yeah, creepy like, as can be. Yeah. like what happens there? Like I'm dying to know, man. Yeah. And I like how they did it too. I like how it's like present time and then you get those little, little flashback bits. I, uh, I thought that was super cool. Um, really easy to follow, really easy to read. Yeah. And, um, Dude, Snyder's teaming up with some artists that are really putting it all out on the line on these Comixology originals, dude. Like, well, I guess the I guess the the Dark Spaces is an IDW, so I'll have to check out Clear and see how that one is too. But he's been doing. I some have good that one on my read list as well. 
So be interesting. But yeah, dude, I loved it, man. Solid read. What else did you get into, man? Gosh, dude, I kind of read all over the place, man. I started, uh, you and Ross will be stoked. I started um, Saga Volume 2. Nice. Um, I think I just read through the first uh, issue of, of Volume 2. And, um, dude, still enjoying it. Even though, like, I think one of the critiques I, I said about the first one is even though it's such a big world and there's a lot going on, like, it's still simple and super easy to follow and understand. And that's kind of what I love about it. Yeah, dude. And the artwork's so clean and good. And it's just its own thing. It feels like its own world, dude, like through and through. I love that book. Yeah. There's some so- gnarly panels and pictures, though. <laughs> bro there's one in the in the very first issue of volume two that i, I sent you it today today and i wasn't expecting this giant bro but um it was cool man I, i'm digging the story still and um so i'll continue reading through that and then um picked up a bunch of stuff at my local shop um hopefully i'll get into this week super stoked to read eight billion genies coming up so right on dude i got my mail from uh dude me too I got my delivery from Coffee and a Comic today, and uh, in it was a foil variant, number 10 of Berserker, that was done by Kevin Eastman. No way. So stinking rad, dude. Just, I didn't even know it existed, but I was just browsing his store, and I saw it on there, and I was like, what? I gotta have it. And it's a really cool Berserker cover, so probably my favorite one. There's only like, what, two issues left? Yeah, yeah, I think it goes through 12. Two or yeah, three, 12, maybe. So, yeah, two more. So nice. I haven't read 10 yet, but I'll let you know. What if it just ends and I'm like, dude, this is the best thing I've ever read? I know. It could. You never know. Yeah, but I got into a lot more, but maybe I'll save it for another little speed round after we get into our B-O-Dub. Dude, yeah, let's get in a better place, man. This one, um, I couldn't put this book down when I when I started reading it. Dude, it's so good. Let me just read the back panel here because I think it does a really fantastic job of kind of setting the stage for a better place. Dylan just moved to a new house with no friends and a mother who doesn't have time for him. Luckily, he has his granddad. Together, they are Red Rocket and Kid Cosmo who save the universe every day with the power of imagination. But one day, Dylan learns that his granddad is suddenly gone to a better place. Now Kid Cosmo will have to save the day all by himself. So good, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And this was written by uh, Dwayne Murray, and the art was by Sean Daly. And they're both on Instagram, too, so make sure you follow them. The Cooper, super cool dudes. And uh, But, dude, this story is just rad, man, isn't it? Dude, such a heartfelt, just... Um... You wouldn't expect it to be as heavy as it is. No, not at all. And this one, like was like all kinds of emotions dude i was cracking up like just everything i want when i read a read a book dude like lloyd misty eyed at a couple spots yeah dude i'm busting up laughing at spots like um and there's spots i mean we'll talk about that you know i'll point out that i was just like just pumped you know like i don't know it, it was it captured a lot of emotions and um I loved it from the story to the art. I thought the art was really cool, but what'd um, you think of it being black and white? Did it surprise you? No, I, I, I think I when think... I, it fits really well. When I first picked it up, I was a little surprised, but then I just really loved it because of those pages that had like some splash of color here and there. 
And I love how they do that. Really making a difference, you know? Yeah. Like when it's just him and like, and his granddad, it's all like black and white. But then when they're like in their, you know, like when they're pretending to actually be in a spaceship, then that's when it turns into the, to the color. And I thought that was really cool how they did that. Yeah. And before we get too far into it, I just want to give another shout out. We've done it a couple of times, but this book was put on our radar by it's just Dino from Instagram and uh, make sure you follow him. Uh, super cool dude posts really cool reviews. So thanks Dino for putting this on our radar. Yeah, man. definitely. Cause this one, um, I think would have fell through the cracks and I'm, I'm glad it didn't because it deserves um, to be read for sure. Yeah. And then why I ultimately pulled the trigger on it, dude, just to be honest with you, is when I, I saw I his know. when I saw his review, I went and looked it up, looked it up, and it said with special art by Jeff Lemire. Uh-huh. And dude, <laughs> if I could get that page as a print or something, I'd hang that up, man. It's uh-huh. rad. Yeah, I think Matt Kent does a one page too, or a couple yeah. pages. And yeah. his his page is rad too. I forget where it is, but it's just cool, man. So this kid and his mom, you know, they're living in a new town and it doesn't seem like the little dude has many friends, right? Yeah. And go ahead. And so he's playing with, he's doing a lot of stuff with his granddad and uh, they just have these wild imaginations, dude. And granddad's so much fun. And it turns out the granddad gave him all these comics called the red rocket or something like that. And so a lot of their missions are make believe missions where they're like, you know, in a spaceship or something like that. And so it opens up, dude. And I love the first scene where they're pretending they're in a shopping cart and they're just pretending they're in this rocket, you know, and it's counting down to blast off and they're in a parking garage, dude. Like, what are you thinking? Dude, the relationship with him and his granddad is the coolest. Like, that's the best thing you can see between a, a young boy and his granddad. Like, I love it, man. And I just hope to have that much energy when I'm that old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, it's just super cool to see that. And I thought it was hilarious how when they got get in trouble and they're both in, in this office and they're for crashing their cart into a car. Like they're just getting scolded by these two dudes and both of them are just have like that childlike mentality where they're just like, eh, and just cracking me up, dude. Yeah, I know, dude. And I love it. There's that one part where um, the grandpa corrects him and he's like, you know, because he's trying to be the cops trying to be all serious. But grandpa's just not giving an inch, dude. Like he's still committed to the bit and uh it's just hilarious dude. yeah dude I, I love it i love i love the whole uh uh swear jar so funny dude <laughs> <laughs> the, ca- the, rolling, dude. the cop swears in that the dude's car who got hit swearing and the kids just tell him to put money in the jar dude <laughs> i love the. i think my favorite part of it was like uh the granddad was like don't worry i'll cover for the guy that was swearing swearing and uh yeah li- later comical, that night. dude yeah so, but what you find out kind of early on is like, you know, the mom's not really happy with this sort of uh, situation that they've got going on. And, and she yeah, thinks not maybe a, not at all, not at all. And you kind of feel like uh, you feel for her a little bit, too. I mean, early on, she's kind of painted in this light where you feel a little frustrated with her, but you get mm-hmm. it, especially being a parent. You're like, but I felt like the, the granddad had some good retorts early on, dude, when she's telling him, like, you know, I don't want him to be doing this stuff. I want him to be, you know, I don't want kids to make fun of him. And the granddad's just like, what? So you want him to be 
have his nose buried in a phone and on TV all day like yeah. you. And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Man. Yeah, he had and I do feel um for the mom, right? And like like you mentioned, when you when you first meet her, you you think, oh, you know, she's just kind of mean, kind of just like cold hearted towards their whole thing that they have going on. But if you look at the bigger picture and if you move on to the story, like she's just a single mom trying to make it you know, raising a young boy and then her dad lives at home, yeah. you know? So she's trying to also not only be responsible for her son, but her dad too. Cause he's getting up in age, you know? Mm-hmm. And after this goes down, this probably like, this probably happens all the time. The way the mom is like reacting to this. So this is probably like a weekly thing. Her having oh, to pick yeah. up granddad and Dylan from random places around town and, and save them from whatever trouble they're getting into. So I understand her frustration, but it kind of gets to a boiling point and she's, you know, kind of, uh, after Dylan goes up to bed, uh, there's well, it also gets to a boiling point because on their way home, dude, apparently granddad left the burner on the mm-hmm. stove and it looks like their house is on fire. So maybe there's a little bit of like, you know, Alzheimer's thing yep, going yep, on or something. Yeah, he's got some Alzheimer's and dementia, something setting in. So, it, like I said, it gets to that boiling point where she, you get to like, I think the end of issue one or whatever, and she's basically saying, hey, you know, maybe it's time you go to a, you know, assisted living home or something, like check out this place. And um, which at first he's, you know, doesn't like the idea, but then he says, you know, he, he was going to go, but not until Dylan started school. So he was going to hang out for the rest of the summer. And once Dylan started school, he would he he would pull the trigger and and go to this place. Yeah, and so you know he's promising Dylan all these fun adventures for the next day. They're gonna fly to Mars, uh, but with this new revelation that he's gonna need to go to this assisted living home, Grandpa wants a little a little taste of freedom again, and he wants to go for a cruise at night. And he says this to check this place out when no one's around. But Grandpa hasn't been out and about on his own in a while, gets a little distracted in his car and uh, kind of veers off the road, man. Yeah, man. And uh, just a bummer, you know, because that relationship with him and Dylan was, I don't know, man. It was a sad moment for sure. Yeah. And that kind of sets up the whole story then, though, you know, because now you've, you've established that like Dylan and Grandpa's relationship was everything to both of them. Yeah, uh, th- they were each other's best friends, and you know more than that because they're granddad grandson relationship too. But um, you know when this all goes down and the mom's trying to explain it to him, there's like some some you know misfires in communication. Uh, she keeps talking about a better place, and she means a better place. But the assisted living place has a little tagline that says a better place on it. So Dylan thinks, well. Why'd you send them away so to this assisted living place so quickly? Yeah, she doesn't come out and say, hey, he's passed away. You know, she's very vague and just kind of beats around the bush and doesn't want to tell him. Maybe I don't maybe he, uh, she thinks he's too young, um, yeah. you know, couldn't handle it. And I don't think she could handle it either. She you know, could not handle because, it right away because everything she has going on. So, um, yeah, he, he just thought he, he went down the road to this place and that's where the adventure kicks off for him. But before we keep going, one thing I wanted to mention too is, um, at the end of the first issue before, um, grandpa goes on his road trip, um, he's trying to cheer Dylan up and he shows Dylan that he has like a, um, a hearing aid and he gives him this like cool little, it almost looks like a Swiss army knife, you know? 
And he's like, hey, Dylan, check this out. Anytime, you know, I'm always going to be with you. Anytime you want to talk to me, just talk into this and I'll hear you through my, you know, through this hearing aid. You know, I can't talk back to you, but I'm always going to hear you. And, you know, being an eight-year-old boy, he was all stoked, you know, uh, a way to communicate to his granddad or communicate to Rocket. Super rad idea. Dude. And like, if anything's going to happen to me that I like know I have only a little window, I'm definitely doing this. Because <laughs> definitely I it. cool, man. Yeah, one of the um, I loved it too. I thought it was I thought it was rad. So that plays a big up, role. Yeah, he sets it up so well because I love that. I think you might have already mentioned it, but where he says like, yeah, you mentioned it. Where he's like, such a smart thing to say. Like, I'll always hear you, but I'm not going to be able to talk. Yeah, yeah. So smart, so dude. so cool, man. So, uh, anyways, but yeah. So now we have him. You know, getting ready to go on uh, this adventure. Mom's super frustrated. You know, she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know how to handle the situation. Doesn't even know how to tell her son. She's doesn't know how to deal with the grief. I don't think, and um, kind of a mess. You know, I mean, think about it too. A single mom with his with the scenario you you already painted for her. Dad dies and it's all moving so fast. She's still got to try to keep it together. Like that's a lot to handle. You know, she's on the phone already the next morning with the funeral home. Like, man, things are just moving so fast. And then to try to think like, okay, how do I talk to Dylan about, you know, his granddad and best bud dying? Like, that's a lot to take. That's yeah. a big burden to shoulder, you know? Yeah. But, um, dude, for an eight year old man, he's, he's, um, he's got some guts to do what he, do what he did. So mom goes to work and he, he has a babysitter. He plays sick. He sneaks out of the house, dude. And he starts his mission, man. And I thought it was hilarious. He gets all suited up and, um, he gets a swear jar. So he has a little money going with him and he's ready to go on his, his solo mission, dude. Um, well, I love too, that the red rocket comics had a comic book that was literally like the field trainers guy. Uh-huh. And he's like reading it before he goes out and it's all these like, okay, so, uh, heroes always always takes care of his hygiene so he's brushing his teeth and you know yeah. he's going through all the motions that he's supposed to based on this comic book <laughs> yeah so he's getting cool. prepared yeah and then it's, and it's like uh, i forget exactly how they put it but uh you know a superhero always takes care of his vehicle or something like that and he gets to his bike and his, there's a flat tire and he can't figure out how to blow it up but then he sees uh a wagon and so dude he, he's gonna go streaming down streets on a wagon bro so hilarious dude so rad dude i remember dude when i was young we um we had big wheels remember those those power operated power wheels or big wheels or whatever oh yeah you know those things the batteries never last super long in those they just go to junk but we used to still basically do what this kid's doing in the wagon and just push them up big gnarly hills and just bomb down them in those things oh my gosh so much fun so when he's getting on his wagon and he's like going down these hills dude it just brought me back i was like dude that's the best man (laughs) and dude he's brave man doing it all on his own dude but he gets in a little hairy situation here too man yeah he takes a mad header on that thing ruins his ruins his wagon luckily he gets picked up by this dude in the bus and um he's he's making his way to um this assisted living home where he thinks his his granddad's at and that's where we we get to meet one of my favorite characters you want to introduce him dude so he finally gets to the assisted living place like you said and he gets up to reception right and uh the lady's sitting there she's all who are you here to see my granddad and she's all what's his name and he's yeah. all granddad <laughs> <laughs> what every kid would say 
Uh, but dude, that part cracked me up, man. But then right then, there's a, we're introduced to this character named Lloyd, who is easily like I love all the characters in in this book, but he's easily my favorite. Um, and he, he he's he's got some dementia too, and so he's he says, "Oh, it's my grandson." And Dylan's just looking at him like, uh, "I don't think so." Yeah, who are you? Yeah. But uh, dude, Lloyd's hilarious, man. I love Lloyd, and he kind of takes Dylan under his wing here for the for the next. Uh, part of dylan's journey huh dude i thought lloyd was freaking hilarious dude like so funny he's there in this home by himself you find out that his wife has gone which he mentions a better place too mm-hmm. and you know because he doesn't want to flat out tell you know dylan oh she's passed away you know so he says a better place and um they get into some funny interactions he's trying to like steal some potato chips out of a vending machine but and, some like hard and heavy moments for him too, man. In that room when the doctors come in and just start like manhandling him and beating him up. Yeah, yeah. He's not wanting to take his pills. He doesn't like the way they feel. And so Dylan's, he's, I think Dylan's hiding under the bed or something at this point. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, it makes you, it made me think of uh, Happy Gilmore when he puts his mom in that. <laughs> big time and you have ben stiller was like the caretaker or whatever and that's what i thought about those moments when (laughs) oh yeah dude (laughs) well your fingers hurt well your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty (laughs) you want some warm milk how about a nice glass of (laughs) you will go to sleep or i will put you to sleep (laughs) anyways that's what i thought of when i when this scene came around i started cracking up but it's cool, man. So he he kind of puts two and two together. Eventually, realizes, you know, like you said, he's not his grandson, and uh, but he decides to play along, dude. Which I yeah, thought was still super wants to help cool, him out, man. Yeah. And like he doesn't get it all, like you know, Granddad did, but he's willing to be the robot because he's got a peg leg, and he doesn't dude. get offended by it. And that's what I love, man. Like he just goes with the flow, and he just like you know, you don't. It just is cool to see, like. When, you know, older people don't lose that sense of imagination, you know, like his mom right now is kind of just, I mean, she's got a lot going on, but I just love seeing that still, you know, like I think that's so cool. Cause usually when you, you know, we all, it happens to all of us, you know, we get into the, the, that stage of life where, you know, we, we focus on work or whatever, you know, and we, we start missing out on all these like little things, you know? Yeah. And, um, sometimes, you know, even, even me, it happens to me. And so it's cool to, to come back and still be able to, to see like older people doing that. And I hope I never lose that with my son. Like, it's just super fun, man. Yeah, dude. And so he's, you know, he's all in man. And he's like, all right, so we got to get to the real better place, which, you know, turns out to be the graveyard where his wife is buried, but he wants to take Dylan there. And so they they straight up steal a golf cart, man. (laughs) And, uh, he's just, they're playing along. Like it's the rocket ship and everything, dude. And, uh, they're speeding away. Security's chasing them. And Lloyd's like, he realizes like, Hey man, I'm slowing us down and way too much, dude. You got to take the wheel. And I love that whole interaction, dude, because he's like, this is when he tells Dylan is like, it's time for you to be, it's not time for you to be Kid Cosmo anymore. Like now you got to be Red Rock. Yeah. You're the main guy now. Yeah. Like take the wheel. You can do it. I'm going to jump off and dude just leaps out of the freaking golf cart, dude, to take (laughs) out the 
security yeah. guard so that Dylan can get to where he needs to go. And Dylan's like, how will I even find it? And he's like, he's like, you've gotten this far. You'll be able to get there. And just rad, dude. 100% rad. Yeah. So funny. So um, I love it, though. But at this at this point, the mom, you know, she's on to it. She figures out Dylan's, Dylan has uh, escaped um and she's she's out to out to find him she's hot on his heels she's back at the nursing home looking for him um you know worried and fired up at the same time because the 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 babysitter was like you know like granddad mentioned just glued to her phone you know Mm -hmm. um but anyways we uh get dylan he gets to the he gets to the cemetery and um on the way he passes his his granddad's car wreck Oh, which was he doesn't uh, thank god he doesn't put two and two together yeah which was an, another kind of like just gut-wrenching moment you see you know because like you said he doesn't understand or doesn't know all what happened but you you see it and you know you know so it kind of yeah bums you out but um i what do you think about the character he met at the uh at the cemetery the young girl i loved it dude i loved that i thought it was too. so cool the way that they became quick friends and she thinks he's so weird. She loves it just because he's, he's a little head in the clouds, man. And he's not really like grounded like she is. And she, you know, you're in a cemetery, you know what's going on. And he's just like, yeah, if I see your parents, I'll tell them you said hi. And you know, (laughs) yeah, like it's funny, but it's also like, you know, he's so young and, and doesn't know what's going on. But I did like how she was like, man, you're weird, but I like you. Like, stay like that. Don't change, yeah. you know? Like, I yeah. thought that was super cool how um, she she was saying that. Some some definitely some funny parts where he, he's like, why? You know, she's asking him, like, why are you even dressed like that? And he's like, oh, this is like, like duh, this is Kid Cosmo's costume. <laughs> like, what do you mean? And then yeah, he dude. looks at her because she's kind of dressed like, I would say, I don't know, like, punk rock style you know she's got like a misfit shirt on yeah he's like well why are you dressed what are you dressed up as and she's just like touche you know (laughs) i don't speak french (laughs) i love that whole interaction dude and it seemed like his innocence really helped her get through what she was going Mm. through right then yeah no that's good you pointed it out yeah i think you're right because she yeah i think you're absolutely right because she had her own stuff going on as well yeah, that was pretty heavy stuff too. But um, you know, so that's all while he's looking for granddad and uh, you know, mom's still chasing after him and as as mom's, you know, figuring out he's probably going to the graves graveyard or somewhere over there, right? Does she figure out he's going to the graveyard? Is yeah, I think so cuz she she's on the way there. She ends up having a conversation with Lloyd, I think, and you yeah. know, that's where Lloyd's wife is, oh, so she right. figures it out. But then she also passes that car that's wreck what I was on the say. way. Yeah. And yeah, she has a, a a moment where she, she finally Yeah, she finally breaks down, which I think was I don't think she ever got to process anything. You know, like you mentioned earlier, it was so fast for her. Um, she just lives in a, like, I think she's a real estate agent. So she, I'm sure she lives in like a fast paced, you know, world anyways. Yeah. She says here, I haven't had time to because of my work and my son and, yep, yep. you know, so she's just been, now she's forced to take a moment to process right in front of her, you know, what happened to her dad. Yeah. Uh, and that was rough dude to see that go down. Yeah, dude. That was Cause you feel for her, man. Like mm-hmm. it's gotta be I tough. Know. But then, you know, while, while Dylan's at the graveyard, he spots the, you know, the little roller coaster to Mars, which, 
you know, being a young kid and his imagination is just so wild. He thinks that maybe he's really going to get to Mars. Is that kind of what you anticipate or read into it here that he really thought this was some sort of trip to Mars? Because when he's in the when it's going up and he's looking at it and it's showing you Mars, he's got this huge smile on his face. And then the doors start opening and his face is all like, wait, what? Yeah, I think too, because remember his grandpa was going to take him to, to yeah. that was their next adventure too. So he, he he gets there because he thinks that's, you know, after he realizes his grandpa's not at the cemetery, that's his next spot he goes. And uh, I think the ride scared the crap out of him, to be honest. He's like, well, bro, fly he out of slipped out of it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he fell yeah. right out of the thing. Yeah, that was crazy. And so, you know, he's just, he's just, he's broken too man and he's just doing anything he can to get back to granddad putting himself in all sorts of danger because this whole time you know on all these all these obstacles that he's facing he's talking into that thing like grand granddad where are you i'm here i don't see you you know i'm doing this i'm doing that and of course he's not getting anything back you know but he still thinks he's talking to granddad just getting lost and um getting into some trouble and and finally you know mom catches up to him and we get another moment in the car, which just kind of like hit me hard. I think this one, this moment was well, one of the toughest really quick, moments. Before we get to the car, one of the things I thought was really interesting is that, you know, when he's on that roller coaster ride and he falls out, there's some of those doctors that help him. And I think one of the pivotal moments for him here kind of, it goes by quickly, but the lady gives him a comic book and she says, this one's probably going to be worth a mm. lot someday. It's the one, uh, everyone's talking about because it's the one where red rocket dies yeah yeah he's i think that's kind of like a world warper for him you know he's like Mm. wait what red rocket dies like and just interesting to be to be presented with that right when red rocket his red rocket granddad yeah is literally dead you know yeah no good you were saying about the car ride yeah no the car ride uh, that's where you know mom finally gets him picks him up and um dylan's explaining to his mom like i'm trying to find granddad he's in a better place i'm talking to him you know he he shows her the the like swiss army knife that he has and mom is still just like in that i don't know like what would you i think it's a mixture for her because frustration and yeah because you could tell that at least early on in the car there's a moment of softness and a moment of openness and or and of trying to just relate to dylan but when Dylan just keeps pressing her button, she kind of snaps again. Mm-hmm. And that's when she's just like, hey, man, granddad's dead. You know, like he, he's not here anymore. She just kind of snaps at it. And I think that's relatable, too. I, you know, I, I've felt that before where you're trying to, you know, you're in a really tough situation. Like I've been here at work or something and I come in and I'm like, I'm going to be like super nice to everybody today, no matter how frustrated I am. But then they keep pushing my buttons and I'm like, all right, all right, never mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a little what she's going through, just this emotional roller coaster that's really hard for her to keep on the tracks right now, you know? Yeah. Is that kind of what you were asking? No, yeah, it does. Be- out of field? No, it does because it changes Dylan for a little while. Like, you know, it, 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 he he gets home where he's about to go to his granddad's funeral now, you know, and he's like, I got to grow up. And this breaks my heart, I think, most uh, of the part yeah. of the book because he's like – throwing his costumes away he's tossing his comic books out the window he's like getting rid of all of his stuff that made him who he was mars yeah Yeah, you know that whole he's like i gotta grow up now i can't do this anymore and i'm just like no like and that that, those 
panels when he's standing in front of the mirror and then he gets all dressed up was like, yeah, oh, I just felt like the life was being sucked out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, just, uh, just a bummer. But, um, he ends up sitting down and talking to, uh, I think it's like a Catholic priest that the mom has over my, another cool interaction. S- yeah, go ahead. You bro, can- dude, my second favorite character. I love this. I don't want to steal from you if you wanted to take it. I no, was just getting excited because I freaking love it, man. Yeah, no, go right ahead. And it's just funny because I don't think this is the way the mom kind of imagined this was going to go down. No, at not all, at all. dude. Because uh-huh. he kind of like like flips what she was saying on her on its head because uh-huh. you know she's saying like granddad can't hear you he, you know he's dead it's you know he can't talk to you but then he sits down next to this catholic priest that dude first of all the paneling work here in the art by sean daly is fantastic because you could sense the tension and the pause between the two of them because what is it it's uh what is this eight nine panels before there's any talking and so yeah. it's just funny because you're stuck there with them and you're like oh man this is awkward uh-huh and um it's just funny because then finally Dylan just decides to be honest with him. And he's like, hey, that didn't look like granddad in that box, you know. And uh, it's funny because I actually I'm going to read this one because I actually thought it was really cool uh, what the what the priest says here. He says, well, because it isn't anymore. Not really. The part you knew, the important part that's not in there anymore, but it doesn't mean it's gone. And I was just like, dang, that's such a cool way to put it to him. I think right now, you know what I mean? Like, and what, like I gleaned a lot from that. Like what a cool sort of like understanding of, of how to talk about death to somebody, you know, especially to a little kid. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so they're having this really cool interaction, dude. And, uh, he pretty much tells him like, you know, that you still can talk to your granddad, man. Your granddad's always going to listen, even if he's not here. And uh, I just, this really like, man, it's going to sound cheesy. And if it sounds too cheesy, I'll cut it out. But this part really did kind of touch my heart a little bit. Like I, I just thought it was such a, such a neat interaction and it was nice to see. Yeah, no, it was great. So this, this like turns Dylan, you know, like he, he realizes like, no, do that. You know, I need, I, now that I can still talk to granddad, like I'm going to yeah. be, go ahead. I was just going to say really quick. I was just doing this cause I wanted to get in when you were done, but yeah, yeah. I forgot that one of the things he's like, cause he says, you know, you can't sure he can. Like when he's saying he can definitely hear you still. And Dylan asks, even though he's in, in the better place and the priest says, especially because he's in the better place. Yeah. I was like, Oh man. So you were saying, yeah, no, I, he's like ready to go, you know, back to being Kid Cosmo. Yeah. Sorry, dude. This no. whole interaction so good, bro. I'm sorry, man. No, keep going. Because his his response, I'm really sorry, dude. His whole response here, he says, but will I ever be able to hear him back? Because this was a big one, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought his explanation here was solid, dude. I'm going to read it again because it's so freaking good. Maybe not the same same way you used to. But if you're in the right place at the right time, maybe like when you're doing something you used to together and you listen very closely, I think you'll be able to hear him. And this like, yeah, def- Dylan, like just a light bulb went off in his head. He went and got this special like sonic ear that he's been keeping away. Like, I think, it, I don't know if it was in his granddad's room or where it was, gets his suit back on and he's like going on another adventure to try to, you know, hear his granddad. 
And he gets in a crazy situation. He's up on the roof, like during the storm, thinking he can, oh, you know, like hear him better. And uh, this is when his mom sees him and um, basically saves him because he's about to fall off, you know. Dude, because a lightning strike literally hits the roof, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. That's nuts. Dylan's yeah, he's brave. A, yeah. He's going to fall for sure. She grabs him by the cape. Yeah, and I think this is when the mom, you know, realizes, like, you know, she needs to be present and needs to to really focus on, on Dylan and their relationship. And um, this is, I think, my favorite part of the story, dude, is um, when when you see the mom now trying to, like, not replace granddad, but be willing to get into that role and, and be present with her son and, and um, do the stuff they used to do. I, this was the part I was just like, jazz. So jazzed on. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, one of the interesting things is during, during the, the, the funeral scenes or I don't know what exactly they called it here, but the funeral scenes, uh, when Dylan's sitting there, the words are all replaced with wah, 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 uh-huh. and he'll pick up a word or two here or there. And when it flashes to the mom at the funeral, the same thing's going on. She's a little checked out. She's a little, I don't know if bored's the right word, uh, but a little checked out. And I think when she gets up to the roof and saves Dylan, I think what, and this is completely speculation. <laughs> so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But this is the way I like to think of it. Is I think that there was a little spark in her of, of I want to I want to live and experience a little bit more too. Not just like hey I need to be there for Dylan. Uh, just that this is a way that she can do it. You know, it's two birds one stone sort of thing. Is that if that makes any sense? No, yeah, that makes total sense. Did you expect it to be the mom in those final panels when he's talking? So he's talking back to Red Rocket and the little Swiss Army knife. He's like, I've got a new trainee. Uh, she's not that great yet. Like at first I didn't expect it to be the mom. I did. I had a feeling it was going to be the mom. And, and uh, it made my heart happy to tell you yeah. the truth. I was super stoked, dude. You get it. It just ends on another like heartfelt moment with um, the mom and Dylan. And I, I just loved how it ended. I loved the whole thing, man. All through and through. Yeah. It was fantastic. And uh, I love that he and Lloyd are still buddies. Dude, he's so cool. I love Lloyd, man. And uh, right at the very end, man, he's saying goodbye to his little Swiss Army knife. And you get a little crackle, crackle. I love you too, Dylan. I love you too. And that's how it ends. And bro, oh, so good. Yeah. This book, remember when we did um, May's book and how it just yeah. uh, gets you in the feels? This was a, the only other book, I think, for me that has done the same thing May's book did to me. And, um, just incredible, man. If if um, I thought the artwork was perfect for it, it captured everything it needed to capture. I loved how they, you know, when they changed to um, the color panels with the, you know, when they're actually like in a spaceship or flying or on, on these special missions. I thought that was brilliant. I loved how they did that. Um, the character work on all the characters I thought were fantastic. Like you get attached to every single one. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did, I, you know, the paneling was great. The story was great. It, it's a five out of five for me, man. It hit everything 
I, I loved it. it. It was great. Heck yeah, dude. I concur. I'm, I'm giving this a five out of five. So that's a five out of five for CBL three fives. Uh, fantastic read, man. The first time I read it, I was blown away. I just couldn't believe how fantastic it was. I think this is either my fourth or fifth time reading it now. I've got when you read this and you're like, Oh, you were so stoked on it. I was like, All right, I'll read it. But I didn't expect it to be like this, such a heartwarming, like just I I didn't expect it. And it it was, it, it was, it was great. Yeah. And I, I, I like your, your analogy there to May's book. Uh, I think that's pretty pretty spot on I, I agree with it like when in, in terms of like making a big impact on and thinking about things this year i think those two these two books better place than may's book have definitely got themselves lodged in my brain um artwork's fantastic uh, Dwayne and sean are both super nice dudes on instagram i couldn't be more stoked to spotlight this book this week it's well deserving uh, if you haven't read it uh, mm, go pick it up get out there yeah, and pick, pick it, it up. up and check it out it's well worth the read um and, and even just looking at the art just really really cool yeah and like you said the character work is fantastic so thank you Dwayne and sean for a fantastic read i have multiple copies that i that i'm loaning around to people so yeah, this is definitely one anyone can read too. Like, you know, I'll definitely, I'm, I'm sure my middle daughter will read this. Um, she's reading R.L. Stein. Uh, um, yeah, oh, she's yeah. reading stuff in Nightmares tonight. I, I went in to tell her goodnight and uh, she, she had the book open and I was like, yes, how you like it? And she's like, I just started. And I was like, sweet. Okay, so, dude. Um, this is definitely one awesome. I think she would like as well. So, um, yeah, any, anybody can read this one. Cool, dude. Yeah, I agree. Highest recommendations here. Can I do a quick speed round just so I can get these off my table for us all really yeah. quick? Ellie's number two. Fantastic, fantastic read, dude. Uh, you know, she's figuring out some more about herself and her personalities and how it began. She has a friend who's there for her who's not giving up on her, which is a surprise to her, even though she's going through these swings, helping her figure herself out. Uh, fantastic. One of, you know, I'm loving it, so... Highly recommended. I got into stuff oh, yeah. of nightmares this week, dude. I freaking loved it, cool, man. Huh? I think you nailed it the the way you said it. Like it's nothing mind blowing, but I think that's kind of what I wanted yeah. it to be. Like it's just this wild story with a little bit of horror genre stuff, and uh, it wasn't like no, scary no. to me, but just kind of that like weird horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know how else to describe it, but I loved it, dude. I'm definitely gonna yeah, keep it. Yeah, they're cool, that. man. I think they're um, gonna be cool. Bloodshot Unleashed, number one. Dude, super, super cool, bro. Uh, so Bloodshot's kind of got PTSD, dude, and he is not doing good. Uh, so that's going on. While he's told he needs to f- hunt down and find super soldiers from these like other uh, government program, failed government programs. And uh, so that's wild. So while he's on this mission to take out these other super soldiers and dealing with PTSD, uh, pretty nuts. Artwork's great. Super cool story. Super cool setup. Uh, loving it. Uh, Little Red Ronin, number three, bro. Finished off the uh, the whole story. Oh, so it's just, just three, three little miniseries? A little miniseries? <clears throat> yeah. Super, super cool. Satisfying ending. Um, it plays out a lot like you would expect it to, but I loved it. And uh, I actually pre-ordered the trade. Oh, so. very nice. <laughs> and I got into Vanish, number one, by Donny oh, yeah, Cates and Segment, that? dude. 
I liked it a lot, man. So I can't wait to to pick up issue issue two. But uh, the 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 story is almost on like three different levels. It's you know, uh, like Harry Potter meets you know an antihero. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Hmm. So definitely going to be keeping up with that. Super cool art, super fun, and uh, yeah, nice, man. dude. Those let let me ask you around. something. Yeah, that kind of what you were just saying kind of popped something into my head. What do you think of the news of? Uh, um deadpool and wolverine oh is- dude super pumped yeah. bro i was so stoked <laughs> so i don't know if you saw it but like uh i actually have this comic book. i kept thinking about pulling it out because everyone's posting it but it's that one where wolverine's got his claws into the back of deadpool and like mm-hmm. over his head uh, i actually have that one which i'm pretty stoked to have in my collection but i'm stoked i think it's super cool to bring Hugh Jackman back. Ryan Reynolds, bro, is a He's genius been, dude, hasn't marker. Hasn't he been dude. bugging um, Hugh Jackman forever to do this? Yeah, man. And he's just so good and clever. Like This thing isn't coming out till yeah. 2024, and they're already drumming up this much buzz for it. Like, this is how his movies do so well, bro. He's a yeah. genius. I, I was pretty stoked when I seen it, and then all of a sudden, all, this stuff, like, all these funny stuff started coming out, and I was like, right on, this is going to be funny, dude. So I yeah, hope they man. do it cool. I'm glad you brought that up. I wonder how they're going to do it, though. I wonder if it's going to, like, is this going to introduce, like, Wolverine, like, for future stuff? Or is just, uh, yeah, I mean, they can do a lot, I guess. Yeah, did you see their follow-up video where they're like, oh, we're sure you have a lot of questions about how this works. Like, how is Wolverine still alive? And then it goes silent, and they're just fighting, and they, you're just like, they don't answer yeah. any questions. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. So I think funny. it'll be rad, though. I, I know we have a long wait, but um, I thought it was some yeah. cool news this week. Right on, man. Well, uh, what are you looking forward to coming out Dude, next week? next buddy? week, I think the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is this new image book called Kaya. Dude, Wes Craig? Yeah, it looks freaking rad, dude. Yep, I've just messaged Frank today asking him to put that on my poll, dude. I'm stoked. Did about you? It. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool, man. And um, I'm super stoked, man. It's about some young girl with a with a magical arm, and um, I don't know. It just looks like it could be a fun one. So that's I think high on my list for next week. Heck yeah, man. Me too. That's probably the the top on my list for sure. But uh, there's some other good ones coming out. I know, um, what is it, issue, um, that Texas Blood, 18, rolling out next week. Yeah, can't wait for I that. I mean, so these are all, this could change, too, because sometimes, sometimes we're terrible Just at this. Keep that in mind, please. <laughs> Every time we do this. We also got Hulk 9, Ant-Man 4, uh, Ellie's number 3, the one I was just talking about. And dude, what I'm super stoked about that I think you'd be into is Gotham City Year One, Number One by Tom King. Yeah, uh, that one's on my list as well. That one looks like it's going to be cool. Yeah, man. And then in terms of trades and collectives, we've got Saga Volume 10 dropping, which uh, I'm stoked for. And Little Monsters Volume 1 trade paperback. Oh, does it? Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Dude, sometimes we're, I mean, we're just following what this is saying, but so don't blame us. It's not our fault. We're getting our information from We're getting somewhere. It from the reliable it's internet. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Undiscovered Country Twenty One. Um, that that keeps moving along. Uh, moving along. And um, which uh, one? Undiscovered Country. Oh yeah. But that's all I got on tap. I think for next week. Um, yeah, man. 
So another good week though. Some good solid some good solid issues coming out, man. What do we got going on next week though? Dude, well this whole month we're getting into October soon and we're gonna kinda mix it up a little bit for the whole month of October. Heck yeah, we are. What are we doing? <laughs> I love how we get to this segment and we're just like, what are we doing? Um, no. Look, we fly by the seat of our yeah, pants. So, here, all right, um, next, there is a plan, but we hold to no, it very No, no. So getting in October, we're um, we're going to get into some uh, some horror books this, uh, this month to um, celebrate the old scariness of Halloween. Yeah, spooky, scary. And so stories. we're actually gonna do. Um, we're gonna do. You want you want to spoil the books we're doing, or you want to just wait? I would love to spoil the books we're doing, bro. But I think I only know one of them, and that's Gideon. Yeah, so Falls. we're gonna do Gideon Falls, and we're gonna do that in two parts, just because there's a ton. And um, I've only read. I think I don't even think I finished the first volume, but I loved it. I was waiting for you to read it, so I stopped reading it because I was so stoked on it, and I was ruining stuff for you. And you're like, "Don't tell me." <laughs> but um so super stoked on that we're gonna break that up into two different parts and then we're also gonna dive into i think we're gonna try to get into witches as well oh yeah that's right right on dude i'm stoked to get so into it should both be it should be a fun month celebrate um october halloween bring it in the fall cooler weather hopefully for for everybody and um Please. yeah so it's gonna be a, a little bit of different um here in the lair but uh, i think it's gonna be fun Heck yeah, man. And just a reminder, if any of those books sound cool or you want to pick up some of the ones we just mentioned to, to read them before we dive into them on our shows here, check out coffeeinacomic.com. Uh, enter our code COMICBOOKLAYER in all caps at checkout to save yourself 15%. Uh, make sure you follow Coffee and a Comic over on Instagram too. Frank's always posting cool stuff and cool uh i always want to say reviews but it's previews previews for that week's releases and everything like that and uh yeah super cool place that's where i got my poll and uh i think you'll i think you'll be pleased over there so check it out and enter our code at checkout save yourself some dough yeah buddy heck yeah man how can people follow us and keep up with what we've got going on yeah definitely subscribe to our show we love that uh leave us a review uh refers to a friend we're always uh looking to meet new people and um, head on over to our Instagram at the comic book layer. Uh, that's where we're posting everything we got going on, what's coming up, what we're reading, and what you guys can look out for. Um, we have our link tree there, and it'll take you to all kinds of places. You can go over to our Discord where you can get into um, conversations about all kinds of books, what we're reading. We love to hear what you guys are reading. This is, you know, we, we, we love meeting new people, and this is how we found a better place, you know, for from, from Instagram and people like Dino. So we love that. We wouldn't have found this book if it uh, wasn't for uh, if it wasn't for Dino. So we appreciate that. And um, yeah, we'd uh, love to meet y'all. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.